let's all head there. Amen. That's where he's taking us, isn't it? Thank you, Lord. Everybody excited this morning? Well, let's get excited because the Word of God is real. It's truth and it changes our lives. How many have been changed by the Word of God? Not by going to church. (laughs) Do you know that there's people that go to church every week and they don't change a bit? Amen? Because they're not letting the Word of God have place in their life. Amen? It's the Word and His love that makes a difference. Amen? Let's, let's believe God together. Father God, we do thank You for Your Word. We reverence You and Your goodness, Lord. We believe in Your love, Lord. We ask that as the Word go forth today, that it go forth in power, Lord, that it be the Word of God, not the Word of man, that it change those hearts that would receive it, Lord. We pray that we all have a heart open and receptive to hear and know the truth that makes us free. And we give You glory in advance for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank You, Lord. Well, let's open our Bibles today to 1 John 5. We'll start around verse 14. You know, I was uh, studying this week. We're going to talk a little bit about praying and asking and and receiving. Because, you know, lots of prayers go out. And, you know, you'll have a lot of people say, you know, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed, and I just ain't getting nothing. Well, guess what? Stick with it. Amen? You know, I was thinking about my mom this morning. She is, is, is a prayer. Was she's not here on the earth anymore, but I'm sure she still stands before God every day. Says, be sure you take care of him. <laughs> but I'm still seeing prayers to this day, years later, that she prayed before she went on home, coming to pass. Prayers unto God in faith are eternal. Amen. I'm still seeing people come that she prayed for. People say, well, maybe somebody else is praying. Maybe somebody else is praying for them. But that prayer still holds the same value as it did the day it was prayed. Because she didn't quit on her prayers. How do I know? I'm one of them. And I'm standing here. She never quit on a prayer. When she began praying, if you weren't saved, you just as well go to the altar. Because she wasn't giving up. You know, I've got friends to this day that I ran around with that are saved. And they came to me, actually, in, uh, when she went home, when we were at her memorial service. And they said, you know, I know that I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for your mom praying for me. And that's still happening years later. Because those prayers are eternal. When we pray, we need to have that same kind of faith in the God we're praying to. Not in the prayer. She didn't have faith in her prayers. She had faith in the God she prayed to. You know, we got too many people that say, I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of God that I pray to. Right? Um, well, let's, let's get some scripture. How about that? First John 5, 14. Don't want to talk too much before you put word in there because talk don't mean anything without word to back it. Some good English for you right there, wasn't it? Talk don't mean anything till you got good word to back it. There you go. I like it. 1 John 5.14 And this is the confidence that we have in Him. You know, if you look at this whole verse, it talks about knowing, believing that Jesus is the Son of God and believing that God loves you and loving God. This whole chapter talks about that kind of stuff. And then it says, and basically what it says, if you believe this, this is the confidence that you can have. That if we, if, that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And He's saying there needs to be a confidence in this. Which means you have to start with a faith. What? Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's the first faith you believe. Because if He is... Now you have access to the very throne of God. Amen? So your prayer now takes on a whole new value because now you're not just praying. You know, you've got lots of people out there praying. They're praying to sticks and stones and wooden idols. They're praying to dead people. And you know what their prayers mean? Nothing. Our prayers go straight to the throne of God. Amen? And guess what? He may forget your sins, but He never forgets your prayers. A prayer prayed in faith, he never forgets. 
you may forget that you prayed that prayer. <laughs> you know, I was uh, stupid enough to get on a motorcycle several years ago. I'm not saying you shouldn't get on a motorcycle. I said I shouldn't get on a motorcycle. <laughs> but I immediately, within probably five miles of the house, drove it off a cliff. I mean, literally a cliff. <laughs> and I was on it. Which isn't a good thing. You know, trust me, if you've ever done it, don't, you don't want to do it again. But laying in my home, recovering, because <laughs> God spared my life and it was merciful, He brought back to me that I had prayed Psalm 91 and confessed that I would live a long life. In fact, is I've been confessing 120, and a lot of people say, I don't want to live to be 120. If Jesus don't come back, I'm leaving to 120, and I'm going to preach the gospel until I'm 120, and that 365th day, I'm going to say, okay, I'll see you guys. But he reminded me that I had prayed and that all the time, and that he was able to use my prayer to save me in that instance. Glory to God. So when you're, when you're confessing the Word of God and you say, I don't know why I'm confessing, it ain't nothing going on, you don't know when something is going on. His mercy's new every day, and I needed a lot of mercy that day. And I thank God that I had asked Him for this blessing that's in His Word. Amen? Where was I? <laughs> but if we ask anything according to His will, why did I say that? His will and His Word are the same. If you know His Word, you know a lot of people say, well, you've got to pray so that you'll know His will. You can find His will in His Word. You don't have to pray. People say, well, prayer is the most important thing. No, finding His will is the most important thing. Because if you know His will, that's why you can have confidence in what you pray. You know, people say, oh, Lord, if it be Your will. You know what? That, he's talking about when you've just made a decision to do something. That, that whole verse isn't even talking about healing or stuff that He's already promised. That verse is talking about if you've decided to go somewhere a year from now and do business and do this, He said, you better ask and see if that's my will. Right? Everybody knows that verse, right? <laughs> because people have used it all the time. Lord, if it be Your will, heal Him. His Word already says what His will is concerning healing. Right? And that's why we can have confidence because we have His Word. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Right? And so we can have a confidence that we've heard it that way. And, and when, 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 we, when we believe that we know His Word and we ask Him, then we know He hears us. Why? Because we're asking Him for something that He already has promised. Why? Because it's according to His will. You're not asking Him for something. It's like, it's like if you ask me for $2 million right now, I'd say, you know what, I don't have $2 million. But everything we're asking Him, He has. Right? You're not going to ask God for something He doesn't have. And if, if, you have it, if you have His Word on it, you can have confidence, not only that He'll do it for you, but your other confidence is, in His love for you, He hears you. Got to have some confidence. Not only do you have His Word, but He cares about you. Right? You got a lot of people that believe God hears them. But if, if a God that doesn't care about you hears you, what, what are you going to get? <laughs> right? You get, you get nothing. Or maybe you will, just depends on how He woke up that day. Right? I really believe that God that people believe God wakes up in a good mood or a bad mood, and if you catch Him on a good day, you might get the answer to your prayer. Right? Oh, God woke up on the right side of the bed today. Man, we got good stuff going on. No. God wakes up on the right side. He doesn't sleep. I'm sorry. He doesn't wake up. He doesn't sleep. So we need to know not only that we have His will, but we have His heart. He hears us. He cares about us. It's important. People don't think that that's important. That is the most important thing you need to know. A parent that their child does not feel they care will ask them for nothing. Why? They don't care about me. Why would they give me anything? You guys are quiet. It's truth. Why? You want your child to know you care about them, not by giving them stuff. Let them know you care about them so that you can give them stuff. Right? You don't give them stuff to show them you care about them. 
you care about them, and then you give them stuff. Right? You don't need, right? <laughs> okay. All right, we'll go on. We'll go on. And fifth, verse 15 says, and if we know he hears us. Well, he's still talking about confidence here. He's saying we can be confident that if we know he hears us, then whatsoever we ask, we know that we'll have the petition that we desired of him. Amen? And I think those are great verses. But I also think that people leave out the middle parts of them. Guess what? There's a middle part into asking and receiving. <laughs> How many have asked for something and then years later got it? And, and 12 or 13 times on the way to get it, you quit. Huh? There's a middle part of asking, and, and that middle part is us sticking with our prayer, sticking with what we know His will is. If we're believing for someone's salvation, how important is, us, is it for us not to say, oh, I prayed for them, but they are going to hell in a handbasket. It's not time to say that. It's time to say, you know, I don't care what they look like. The Word of God says that they can be saved. And it says that God so loved them that He sent Jesus for them. And you don't quit on that prayer. Right? You don't quit on prayers for others. You don't quit on prayers that you've prayed in your own life. You don't say, well, you know, I was believing God for that extra money to come in and now the time's up and it ain't coming. No! Or you don't say, well, you know what? I prayed and this bad stuff started happening so it must not have been God's will. You, if you had His Word, you knew His will. Right? <laughs> Let's look at some other verses. Prayer is an awesome ability, an awesome op- opportunity that God's given us. Look at James 5, verse 14. That we are door openers for God. Prayer is not the power, but it is, it is the person that opens the door for the power. Right? And what's it say? Better to be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of the wicked forever. So prayer is a good... I mean, if you say, I'm just a prayer. No, you're not just... You are a doorkeeper for God. You're opening doors that enable Him to do things in people's lives in the, in, when we pray for our nation, for things in the nation. You know, we pray to prayer right here in, during Week of Increase uh, concerning uh, the, the campaign and things going on there. And God answered it just like that. Why? Because we opened a door for Him to be able to come in. It wasn't the prayer that was powerful. It was the faith in the powerful God we were praying to. Amen? We don't want to believe in prayer. We want to believe in God and so pray. Amen? You guys still with me? I don't want to see no tomatoes. James 5. This is talking about prayer. He says, Is there any sick among you? In verse 14, I'm sorry. Let him call on the elders of the church. But does it say let him call on the pastor? Does it say let him call on the person that speaks up front? Huh? No. You've got a lot of people saying, Well, the pastor don't pray for me. I don't know if I can be... That says call on the elders. You know what an elder is? An elder is a person that has faith in God for you and knows God loves you, and they love you. Right? Sometimes you might want to pick the smallest kid in the whole place to pray for you, because that's who's believing for you. Right? I'm not saying they're your elder necessarily, but elders, you know, everybody looks and they say, well, yeah, you've got to have the person that's been in the church. You know, I don't care how long they've been in church. If they don't love me, I don't want them praying over me. Prayer without love is just words thrown out into the air. Right? An elder in the church is someone who loves the people of the church. He loves the body of Christ, and he knows the love that God has for you. And he knows the will of God concerning you, and he believes with you and for you. And when he lays hands on you, he's expecting you to recover. That's an elder. How old do they got to be? I don't know. There's probably a hundred year old people that you wouldn't want laying hands on you and anointing you with oil because it wouldn't do any good. You'd just be greasy when you got done. 
Right? It says, it says that if the, the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of Jesus. In other words, their faith is in the name of Jesus. Verse 15, and the prayer of what? Faith. It's not the prayer. It's the faith in God that brings healing. Not the prayer, the faith. The prayer of faith. Faith what? Faith in God. If you're faith, you can have, so I have faith, I have faith I can be healed. Do you have faith in God that He loves them and that He's healed them? Because that's the faith that we're talking about. And it says, not only shall it save the sick and raise them up, but you know, this is how you know it's God. He can't just stop at what you ask for. You know, you were sick and you came in and you wanted to be healed. And He said, not only am I going to heal you, if you got any sins, they'll be forgiven as well. Why? Because many times sin is what got you where you're at anyway. Not all the time. You know, you get people, they're sick and they say, I wonder what I did wrong. Don't wonder what you did wrong. Trust in the mercy of God. Get well. He'll show you what you did wrong later. (laughs) Guess what? Mercy doesn't need you to find out what you did wrong before it works. Right? God loves us. He is looking to heal us. He already healed us. And He's not looking to keep things away from us. And when He starts doing things for you, not only does He take away the sickness, He'll take away what started the sickness. Right? It doesn't say here that if they'll tell you about their sin, He'll forgive them. He said that He'll, he'll, he'll save them because of, of the faith of the prayer from the elders. From the person who knows God loves you, loves God, loves you, and has faith in His Word, from that person, because of that, He'll save the sick, He'll raise him up, and He'll forgive him. Amen? And it doesn't look like the only participation we would have was standing there and getting it. Amen? And then, then He goes a step further. He says, confess your faults one to another and pray for, for one another that you may be healed. Right? Pray for what? One another. You know, we've got lots of people getting sick and they're praying for themselves. Maybe we should spend all our time praying for one another and we would just be healed. Right? He says, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. He's saying, pray for someone else that you may be healed. That's how God works. He says, you do stuff for other people and I'll take care of you. That's the way God works. That's the way prayer works. Prayer that is, if you find yourself always praying for yourself, (laughs) notice that there's very little love in that. That's selfish. Yeah, but you don't know all my problems. You don't know all the stuff I got. You wouldn't know all your problems if you'd start praying for other people. Why? You'd forget about them. Why? Because love would go out towards another person and your heart would be with them and your faith would be with them and you would forget about what all's going on in your life. Oh, but brother, you just don't know. No, the power of God is real. The love of God is true. When we start acting in that love and acting towards others in that love, He's able to take care of everything else. But when you've got the care, He can't have it. Right. <laughs> if you're praying about something all the time for yourself, you probably are carrying that. Why? Because it's always on your mind. Amen? <laughs> Pray for one another. Prayer opens doors for an almighty God that loves us. Amen? Think about somebody else that needs to see that love today. And pray for them. And watch God work in your life. Amen? We serve a good God. James 5.17. He's continuing to talk about prayer. He said, Elijah was a man subject to passions. What's he saying? He said, he could think just like you. He had flesh just like you and me. Full of flesh, Elijah. In other words, if he didn't see just the right thing, just like we do, he could quit. You know, he could have prayed and said, eh, it's still raining. Guess God's not answering. That must not have been God's will. 
Right? He had the same ability to quit. He had the same ability to give up. He had the same ability to believe. In other words, what are they saying? You have the same ability to believe that Elijah had. Amen? He said, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and he called all his prayer partners. Oh, he didn't call all the prayer partners? You mean he just did this all on his own? No, God did it. He had faith in the prayer. How many know prayer chains are great until you reach the person without faith? And guess what happens to the chain? It's broken. Find the people that believe and and call them. That's why he said, call upon the elders of the church. Call people that believe in the love of God, believe in the love for you, and love you, amen, and aren't going to quit on their prayer. Elders don't quit. People that are mature in the faith don't give up. Why? Because they've seen it work over and over and over again. They know God's good and they know He's going to answer their prayers. Amen? (laughs) So, it doesn't say that he was the leader of the prayer group, so they all got together. It says, one man, one man prayed, and it didn't rain for three years. Three years and six months. And then, to get it to rain, he had to pray again. It said, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave. It doesn't say that he had, it took him three years to get faith. That's when it was time for it to rain again. He heard the word of the Lord. If you go back and read the story, the word of the Lord came to him and said, it'll not rain here or even have dew. I mean, that was one dry season. You think we had drought around here? You had people whining about this? Three and a half years, not even dew. Right? And then when it says it was time to rain, it says he went and he put his head between his knees. And it's what he said he did. And see, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Elijah must have been into gymnastics a little bit. I don't know. I just had to put my... I didn't have to be like David. I just had to lay flat out on the ground. <laughs> It says he went and put his head between his knees and said, Go look. He told, the other, he told his helper, Go look at the sky. And he came back and said, Look seven times. Why? Because he's not going to quit. He's got a word from God. What if, he'd, what if he'd come back the fourth time and he says, still, still looks pretty dry out there. Oh, maybe that wasn't God's will then. Well, let's wait another six months. No. He had a word. When you have a word from the Lord, you don't quit on your prayer. Amen? Until they saw, and then then what did he see? He didn't have to see a thunderstorm. He saw a cloud the size, what, of a man's hand or his head? Hand. This big. And he said, you better get ready. What? That takes faith in your prayer. Why? Because it ain't a thunderstorm. It's a, it's a cloud this big. If he, he almost would, if they'd have had binoculars, he'd have needed them to see the cloud. But he saw something this big and got his faith stirred up again. Why? Because he's not a quitter and he believes in the prayer and the Word backing the prayer. Not the prayer prayed, the Word and the and the the person of God who gave the word, and he wasn't backing off. And because he didn't, they had abundant rain. Amen? It's too easy to quit when it doesn't happen our way, or we don't see what we think we should see. See, we've got all these preconceived ideas on how God should work. You know, we got, you know, I need money. There's a couple of richer guys in the church. I think they're supposed to give it to me. That ain't God. That's you deciding who had the money to meet your need. And now God can't even work. Why? Because your faith is on them, not on Him. He can do it a zillion different ways. Right? (laughs) A zillion. That's a real number somewhere. Amen? Glory to God. It says our faith must be in Him. Elijah was praying to the Lord 
who was faithful, who gave a word that was faithful because it came from the Lord. It says in Hebrews 11:6, you want the answer to your prayers? You want your, your, you want your prayers answered? This is what you do. Hebrews 11:6. what does it say? Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must what? Believe that he is, and then they must believe that he is. It's two things you've got to believe. He is, and he is. What? He is God. He is Almighty. He is the lover of your soul. He is. That's what you want to believe. He is. He is the God that heals you. He is. You want your prayers answered? Believe that He is. He is the one that loved you so much that He gave His only begotten Son. He is. That's the first thing you've got to believe. Not just believe that He exists. There's people all the time say, oh yeah, I believe there's a, there's a supreme being. He's not a supreme being. He is the supreme being. He is the Almighty God. He is the goodness. He is everything good and better than you'll ever know. And, and to get prayers answered from Him, you've got to believe that He is. But the other thing you've got to believe is that He's a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek Him. In other words, not quitters. But you won't diligently seek Him unless you first believe that He is and that He's good and that He loves you and that He cares about you. Amen? Think about the children of Israel. Children of Israel, Exodus. I'll tell you what, I'm going to read you this parable real quick while you're going to Exodus. Luke 18, verse 1. It says, He spake a parable unto them to this end that men, this is Jesus talking, that men ought always pray and not faint. Notice he didn't just say always pray. You've got people that always pray, but they have a fainting point. If you have a fainting point, you will faint before you get your answer. <laughs> okay. It says you ought to always pray. He said, he said there, there was a, in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Avenge, avenge me my adversary. In other words, she had legal rights. She said, Come, you know, this, this was done wrong to me. Fix it for me. She had a legal right to come to this judge. Right? She's not just coming to him. She had a legal right. But because he didn't care about people, legal rights don't mean anything. Why? He didn't care about men and he didn't care about God. Right? And it said, and he would not for a while. Why? Because he didn't care about her. But afterward he said in himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her coming she weary me. Now, a lot of people thought that this said Jesus was saying, pray and pray and pray and beg and beg and beg until God does something. And now, that, that, I mean, you've got people say, pray, what is it? Pray until something happens. Push. It's a good, it's a good thing to do if you're praying in faith. Amen? <laughs> but that's not what you... You know, you got people that, that they'll, they will go and pray over the same thing and beg, God, oh, help me, God. Please, God, just give me this. Lord, tell me what I'm not doing to get this. Help me, help me, help me. And then the next day, help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me, help me. That's called begging, not praying. Amen? <laughs> you guys still with me? You, you wonder why I know some of this? I'm still getting out of the begging stage in many places. Anybody begged God before? Yeah. I want to get out of the begging stage. It says, And the Lord said, Here, oh, He said, He said, I'll avenge her, lest by her coming she weary me. I don't want to weary God into answering my prayer. But a lot of people really read this and they think, Well, I'll just keep, I'll go to Him every day until I get what I want. If you got that, would you want it when you got it? You wearied the Almighty God. 
I would not want to go to God and He'll say, yes, here, take it and get away from me. <laughs> Have you ever had a kid do that, man? You tell them you're going to get them something, and they come to you every five seconds, and when are you going to do it? Can I have it? Can I have it now? Now, 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 now. Can I have it? Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I? And you're like, here, please, take it, go play in another room. <laughs> you don't want your prayer answered because you wearied the Lord. He's not an unjust judge. Right? He's not comparing himself to the unjust judge. He's saying, if an unjust man that doesn't care about people and, and, and only obeys the law and really won't even do that unless you weary him, if he'll do and avenge you, if somebody like that will avenge you, how much more? How much more? He says, it says, and shall not God avenge his own elect? What's he saying? Shall he not avenge those he loves? Shall he not take care of those he cares about? What's he saying? He's saying, if people that don't love will do things, how much more will I who love you listen to your prayers and answer you? He says, I tell you, I will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless. Oh, what's that? Nevertheless. What's he saying? Are you ready? Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall He find faith on the earth? Can you receive the answer to your prayer? <laughs> you got people praying all the time for something, and they're not prepared for God's answer. Right? They're they're praying, God, give me this. You know, I remember when I was first when I first came to work this ministry, I was talking to Brother Moore one day, and I said, I said, man, that, those people just need to believe for an airplane. He said, it won't do them any good if they can't believe for the fuel to put in it. He's saying, what we need to do is help build their faith to receive an airplane. Huh? When the Son of Man comes, will we find faith? In other words, when your answer gets there, will you be able to receive it? Think about the children of Israel. Children of Israel in bondage, 440 years. Huh? It says in Exodus 2, it says, And the Lord heard their groaning. Exodus 2, 24. It says, And God heard their groaning. And what did He do? He remembered His Word. The Lord remembered the Word He had spoken over the children of Israel. Right? And he had a plan. God had a plan. So later on, in chapter 4, he had heard their groaning. Moses has, has come out of, of, uh, and, and decided he'll not be an Egyptian. He, he is an Israelite. And, and God's told him, you're the one that will deliver my people. And he said, now, you go and you tell them, because I've heard them. Because I've heard them, I've remembered my word towards them. And I'm going to bring them out of bondage. Chapter, chapter 3, that's he starts telling. He starts giving them the whole plan. You know, it's where, where he says, stick your hand in your coat. Moses sticks his hand in his coat, comes out. Leprosy, sticks his hand back in his coat. Clean. It's kind of like the, that frying, the frying pan and the egg commercial. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. It's kind of like, this is you without God. This is you with God. Amen? And so he tells him everything. He says, go to the elders, the Israelite elders, and tell them I'm bringing them out. Tell, show them the signs and the wonders that I've just shown you. And he said, and they'll believe. And it says in, verse, in chapter 4, verse 30, because Moses decided he couldn't speak. <laughs> this is after God had gotten off. Think about this. God got aggravated with Moses because he wouldn't speak but still merciful. Why? Still trying to answer this prayer. Still being true to His Word. He heard their groaning. doesn't say He heard them ask them, Him to come get Him. Come get me out of bondage. He said they were groaning. Groaning is, Lord, why do we have to be in bondage? You said 440 years. 440 years is up. I'm so tired of this. Please come and help us. But what he remembered is that he said he would. 
he remembered what he told Abraham who had faith in him. And he went back and grabbed hold of the faith of Abraham. The prayer of Abraham, the belief of Abraham. And he said, I'll remember my covenant that I made. And so he took, he, Aaron and Moses went to the, to the elders of Israel, of Israel, and he said, uh, spoke all the words which the Lord told him, everything God had told Moses, and did the signs in the sight of the people. And it says, and the people believed that prayer is going to be answered. And the people got faith, and they believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, what did what they say in there? When they heard the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that He looked upon, He cared about them. That, that verse literally means when they heard that He cared about them. They, they heard that He loved them. They bowed their heads and they worshipped Him. Man, they're like, go Moses. Yes, yes, God has told you to go to Pharaoh. Now, He told them everything that, that, that God told Him. And God had told him that Pharaoh's not going to listen to you. <laughs> but apparently they didn't hear that because I think they were all expecting, okay, it's all over. Pack your bags, let's go. Still got to have faith to receive your prayer. Amen? And they believed. So in, verse, in chapter 5, we won't read it all, but Moses goes to Pharaoh. Pharaoh says... Moses, Aaron, what are you doing here? You should be at work. What? You want all the children of Israel not to work? He said, leave me alone. Let them work. I'm not letting you go for three days to worship your God. Leave me alone and you get back to work. And then the minute Moses left, he said, make it harder on them. You know what? We've been getting their straw for them. No more. No more, no more getting their straw for their bricks. They go out and get their own straw. Oh man, the children of Israel, they're like, no, not only do I got to make bricks, now I got to go get my own straw. And so they came to Pharaoh and they're like, Pharaoh, why are you so mean to us? He's a, sla- he's a slave driver. <laughs> do, have they been being nice to him, them all these years? Oh, because you give us straw to make our bricks. You are such a good Pharaoh. Thank you for the straw. They're slaves. Right? And so they go to him and they say, Why are you being mean to us, Pharaoh? You, you took away, you, you don't bring us straw anymore. You make us go get our own, and, and you're being so hard on us. And he said, You think you got all this extra time that you can go worship your God? He said, if you got extra time, go find your own straw. And they figured out it was because of Moses and Aaron that they were having to work harder. And so they leave the place, they see Moses and Aaron, and they're like, we do not like you anymore. (laughs) They forgot all about God's going to bring you out with a mighty hand into a land that flows with milk and honey. Why? Because they'd had to go get straw on their own. And God had already told them Pharaoh was going to say no. They were not prepared to hear the answer. Right? They already had a preconceived notion of how it's supposed to work, and this wasn't it. Right? And and so, after all that, in in chapter 6, after they're having to do all that, and they're mad at Moses and all them, and and, uh, we'll go to 6.1. Verse... It says, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Thou shalt see what I'll do to Pharaoh. What's he saying? He, God still isn't quitting. Why? It's His Word. His Word is going to come to pass. He didn't quit because they did. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because Abraham believed it. Moses believed Actually, Moses got a little weak here. But he had some faith. In Him and His Word, it will never fail. When God says something, it will come to pass. Amen? He says, see what I'll do, for with a strong hand shall He let them go, and with a strong hand shall He drive them out of His land. Verse 2, 
And God spake unto Moses, said to him, I am the Lord. What's he saying? I said this, I'm the Lord. Verse 3. And I appeared. What's he? he goes back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why? That's who believed him. He's going back to the people of faith that, that believed in who he was. The one that got a, thousand, a thousandfold return on his crop in a famine. He said, I appeared to Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob by the name of God Almighty, and by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. In other words, they didn't even know me as Jehovah. Four, and I have also established my covenant with them to give this land of Canaan and the land of their pilgrimage wherein they were to strangers. Verse five, I've also heard, what's he saying? I've heard the children of Israel groaning about their bondage and I've remembered my covenant. So, man, Moses is like, well, God remembers His covenant. This is good. Moses gets back in faith. He said, All, all's looking good here. He's getting back. In, and he, So he went back in verse 9 and he spoke to the children of Israel. Told them everything because God said, He told him again what He's going to do. He said, I'm going to go. You're going to go to Pharaoh and eventually you're getting out of here. Right? And in verse 9, So Moses went to spake to the children of Israel. What's a spake? Spake. And Moses spake. Moses went to talk to the children of Israel. But guess what? This time they didn't believe. Why? Because their spirit was crushed. What? They were not ready to receive the answer they got. They did not have the faith to receive freedom. They had already quit over straw. I mean, if you're going to quit over straw, God already knows you're coming to the Red Sea. And if straw makes you quit, he don't know how he's going to get you through the Red Sea. Right? If a little cough makes you quit, how's he going to heal you of the flu? Glory to God. And guess what? These people remained that way through their whole life. And though God's Word was accomplished and and He did lead His people out of bondage and give them the, the, the Canaan land, these people never got it. Why? Because they kept saying they wouldn't. They never had the faith to receive. They prayed and they asked, but it didn't happen the way they thought it should happen. And because of this... They kept talking and talking, and they said day after day, we're going to die in the wilderness, we're going to die in the wilderness, we're going to die in the wilderness. So was it God's will that happened or theirs? Theirs. They died in the wilderness. Amen? God has a plan. And when we pray, be ready to accept His plan. Right? Don't, don't, if you see something that's contrary to your idea... It was your idea. Go back and read Isaiah where he says, My thoughts ain't your thoughts. And he may not have said ain't, but he does to me. He said, My ways aren't your ways and my thoughts aren't your thoughts. Amen? Think about Naaman. People call him Naaman. I'm calling him Naaman. Naaman's too hard. Naaman. Naaman, it's a great warrior. Not a Jew, not an Israelite. No. And God says, and, and he gets leprosy. Naaman gets leprosy. Well, i got my notes really messed up here. Somewhere in here. Naaman gets leprosy. Well, he, he, he has no God that can heal leprosy. Right? But his servant girl, his wife's servant girl, she knows a God that heals leprosy. And she knows a prophet. And she says to the wife, Hey, tell our master. What, what's she doing? She loves him. What? This servant girl loves him. Why else would she do it? She looking, she looking, for some, you know, looking to become a head servant girl? 
She says, tell our master there's a prophet. Go see him and, he'll, and, he, and God will heal him. Amen? And so she goes to Naaman and tells him. And Naaman, he's like, healed. Leprosy, yes. Because leprosy, unhealable. It's not like I'm going to find a doctor or someone else to do it. Healed of leprosy, I believe. Let me go talk to the king. Goes talks to the king. He's important to the king. The king says, yes. Yes and yes. Go. And so he goes. Man, Naaman, you can just see him. It's like, I'm getting healed from leprosy. Leprosy. You can't get healed from leprosy. I'm getting healed from leprosy. And so he's, he's, he's not just walking slow. He's on his way. And he gets there. And, and he gets to the prophet's house. And the servant comes out. What? Do you not know I'm Naaman? And you send a servant out to see me? <laughs> he's, he's losing his faith minute by minute. And then the servant says, go to the dirty river. Not the clean ones where you live. Go to the dirty river and dip seven times. So now the preacher didn't come. He sent the associate. Oh man, did I just mess with... What? I'm sick and you sent the associate? What? You sent my team leader? We sent someone who loved you. Do you trust that your leaders hear from God? Preconceived notions will keep you out of your miracle. He said, what? The servant? And now the servant's telling me to go to the dirty river. I could have stayed home, dipped in the clean rivers. He said, forget it. That's what he said. He was leaving. He was leaving with leprosy and forgot the promise of no leprosy. The, what the servant didn't know. He said, oh, oh, you've come all this way. Trust in the prophet. At least do what he says. Right? I know I'm giving you the short day version. That's what they said. And so he said, you know what? Okay. Well, who's, who had faith still? The servant. Right? He goes and he does what the, what the prophet says and he gets healed. What if, he'd, what if he'd have left? He'd have died with leprosy. It's not always going to be the answer the way you want it, but it'll always be good. That's why it's so important to trust that God loves you and that He's good. Because just because the way seems hard, He'll give you the strength to get through the hard way. Amen? And if it gets too hard, He'll raise the ground up underneath your feet to meet your feet. must believe in the goodness of God if you're going to receive the prayer that you're praying. You can't quit because it doesn't look the way you wanted to see. Amen? Let's look at one more. Better look at it quick, too. Mark 8. Mark 8, 22. He said, And he come to Bethsaida. guess that's how you say that. And they brought him a blind man unto him and besought that he touched him. Why did they bring him to Jesus? Because they believed in the power of God working through Jesus to heal that man. Amen? And he took the blind man by the hand. Did I say Mark 8? Yeah. Took the blind man by the hand, led him out of town. I wonder why he led him out of town. Must have been a lot of unbelief in that town. Plus, he was getting ready to spit in his eyes. How much more unbelief you figure you can get when you start spitting... Huh? He said he took him, led him out of town, and when he'd spit on his eyes. I got to believe you could have some people that brought him to you and said, Hey, 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 we wanted him healed, not spit in his eye. Jesus, we thought you would touch him. They brought him to be touched, not spit on. <laughs> Then he put his hands on him after he spit in his eyes and asked him if he saw. I don't know what odd is, but he asked him if he saw. 
And the man said, praise God, I see men as trees. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And he ran away. Too many people settle for half a miracle. This man had never seen. You reckon seeing men as trees was a big deal to him? Doggone right it was. Too many people get a half a miracle and they run off and say, God did this. You know, it must not have been His will, but you know, at least now I can get glasses and see all the way. Too many people settle. God's will for us is wholeness. God's will for us is soundness. God's will for us is completeness. Amen? I'm not saying you don't have to wear glasses. This is just an analogy, guys. Glasses are a good gift. There's lots of people who wouldn't be able to see without them. Amen? They're a good gift. But the, but the man just said, he looked up and he said, I see men walking as trees, as trees walking. In other words, I can't really see, but I can make out forms now. So there was a, there was a portion of a miracle. But that wasn't good enough for Jesus either. Jesus is the express image of God. You reckon if that wasn't good enough for Jesus, it wasn't good enough for God. God and Jesus are just alike. So if you think a half a miracle is all that God wanted for you, you're wrong. God wants a whole miracle in your life. He's got a whole plan for your deliverance. He's got a whole plan for your salvation. He's got a whole plan. And if you're only seeing men as trees, don't quit. Don't run off and say, that's good enough for me, because it's not good enough for God. And if it ain't good enough for your dad, it ain't good enough for you. Amen? Jesus said, he didn't say anything more, he didn't even talk again. He put his hands on him again and made him look up, and he was restored whole. He was restored. He saw everything. That's God's will for us. That's God's will when we pray. When we pray, we're to have those things that God says we can have. If we go back to where we started, it says, this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, His will is wholeness. His will is completeness. His will is joy and peace. His will is us being perfect. Whole sound. I don't mean doing everything right. His will is for us to do everything right. But He's merciful. And if we'll believe in that will, and we'll believe in the God who hears us, then we won't quit on the prayer. And if you won't quit on the prayer you'll be one of the three that see the promised land. Two, actually. Moses saw it from a distance. Would you rather be the two? How many believe that we can pray unto our God and we can receive anything we ask? And if we're unwilling to settle for the least, we'll always have the best. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I got good answers for me this week. <laughs>